Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Inc. Realty. Today, along with Robert Lewis of Inc. Realty, Philip talks about the pros and cons of selling your home right now, the benefits of having no emotional attachment to buying and selling properties, and using your home equity to improve your financial plan. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. We are back with Wealth Building Made Simple, talking with Rob, the realtor, about real estate. What up, Rob? What's going on, sir? Nothing much, nothing much, man. Hey, what you call it, man? Hey, y'all, we let, let's give you what, what they call it, let's break the break the fourth wall or the fifth wall. I forget what the term is, but this is this is take this is take number two. We actually had some pretty pretty funny take number one. Y'all won't <laughs> get that part. So maybe 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 we'll do some uh, some bloopers, some outtakes, <laughs> some outtakes <laughs> for the for the podcast. Just do like a whole outtake outtake episode one day. But to, today we're talking about like the pros and cons of selling because we're about to get our you know property tax notice. People are going to see how much equity they have, and invariably thoughts going to be, I mean, what should I do? I got a lot of money in the house. Should I sell? Should I not? There's a lot of things you want to think through. Um, there's lots of good reasons to sell if you're unemotional about it. And then there's, you know, maybe a few reasons, maybe one reason why you shouldn't sell or a couple of reasons why you shouldn't sell. But let's, let's, let's start with the cons. Like if somebody has a lot of equity in their home, you know, what's, what's one of the, you know, big reasons why they probably uh, should not sell at the current moment. Well, well, the, the, the most obvious is, is where am I going to go? Uh, if, if I sell, what's going to be my next move? And, and the easy response to that is don't. Uh, if, if you don't have a plan or, or or need for the equity in your house, whether it be investment purposes or you know cash flow purposes, uh, then the best bet is probably to stay still. I, I absolutely agree. Now, now let's mo- let's move to the to the pros, right? And this this is this is actually one of the pros that we talked before, and you can kind of go into it is we bought the house that we're currently in, uh, which was an upgrade, right, from the house that we were. And we did it uh, like shortly after I started Stonehill Wealth Management, which people be, people are going, That's, that sounds pretty weird, Philip. You know, but, but, what, but what had happened was we bought the house, the house before, before the real estate market picked up, like in 2012 or something like that, before mm-hmm. the market picked up. And then in like a few years, we had like a lot of equity that had built up. And so I like ran the math and I was like, well, if we sell this house, I can take take this, pay off some stuff, reduce our monthly cash flow, have some money, you know, for the business and buy a bigger house and end up coming out net cheaper, you know, uh, month in and month out cash flow, which was beautiful. So in that instance, you know, for for us, we actually were able to sell and find a, a a better property. Um, so, so the con could even be, you know, depending on the circumstance of the situation, you might still be able to do the math if you have a wise person on your team who can 
who can run math like a good realtor, a good mortgage person, a good wealth manager, a good CPA. Right, right. And and I, I don't want you to just haphazardly skip over what you just said. I want people to make sure that they heard that, that you bought a more expensive house and ended up cash flowing on a monthly be- on a monthly basis better than when you had the least the less expensive house because of the equity that you had already built up. Yes, sir. It's a magic trick. Outstanding. Outstanding. That is a win. Magic trick. That is a win. So yes, that that is that's one of the pros. You know, you could use some of that equity to eliminate some of your debt, um, whether it be car payments, whether it be consumer debt, personal loans, consumer loans. Uh, I think I said car notes, but eliminating some of those monthly debts and then just having a car, uh, just having a house payment, you could come out better than you could than just being in the same house, holding on to that same equity that you have. Now, again, in the ideal situation, I know we touched on this before, but I'm going to bring it back. Ideally, if, if you were planning accordingly and and you were able to contract on a new home or new build wait till about that 6 month period where you're where you're really on the on the downhill uh, of the build you know 2 to 3 months out you know ideally that's when you would want to list cuz then your transition period would be a little less you may be able to negotiate a lease back which i actually had a client negotiate a lease back till june mm. Right. For free. Complimentary lease back. Complimentary. That's that's crazy. Right. So th- those things can happen. And then it will make that transition even a lot easier because buyers want to be the buyer. The best thing a buyer can do is be flexible. So, yeah. Unattachment to, to situation because because you're right. I mean, we, we had to stay with our in-laws for six months. That was one of my conditions. I was like, hey, look, we can do it. But the math, the math works better if we, you know, if we stay, I don't know about the lease back option. That might've been a better option, but, uh, but like you said, we needed to build mm-hmm. uh, or not build. We needed to, um, anyway, that's, that's, that's the, the, we'll, we'll, we'll go down that rabbit hole tangent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so ideal situation that, that that's what it would be. Um, even if not, it's just a matter of finding, you know, a temporary spot to land uh, while you're doing new construction or looking for another pre-existing home uh, that better fits the needs of your family at the time. At, at the end of the day, you know, some people really do need to move, whether it be additions to the family. We, we have a, a culture that's moving back to uh, multi-generational housing with in-laws and and grandparents and children all under the same household. So when, you know, when you're getting back into that, you're going to need the extra space. And then sometimes you have situations where um, to the opposite, you know, kids are leaving, going off to school, getting jobs, getting places of their own. And then, you know, people need to downsize. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's when the true investment comes in because. Downsizing. Yes, sir. That, that downsizing. 
what else? Re- uh, renting, so you can use the money that you can borrow to invest. Right. Move. I think I think you said moving further out too. Right. That's a that's an option too. Generally speaking, you know, I've said it before that you know the further you go outside of the city, the less that you're going to end up paying for real estate. More so because they're trying to entice people to come out. They they want that area developed. They want to you know, boost up that uh, economy out there. They're, they're making trans, a lot of the areas that used to be considered rural are now urban. Mm. And, and to make that transition, they need to really inject the economy with money. And, and the only way to do that is more housing, more people, more businesses, more commerce. So that, that, lower price of real estate entices people to go out. Yep. Supply and demand. No, it makes sense. Well, yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. I think, I, I think my takeaway is that the equity can be a opportunity for your financial growth if you detach emotions from the decision-making process, assuming you have a, you know, a goal that's important in the short term. I, I think you make me think of like the rich dad, poor dad book, right? Which is, I'm glad I read that early because it really got me in the mindset of one of the things that I think, you know, we, we, we kind of joke about, but I've always thought of my primary residence, not as an asset, but as a consumption item. And so what it allows me to do is detach emotion around the decision-making process, meaning this is something that we want, this is something that we have, but if there's a competing financial goal, you know, in front of the primary residence, then it becomes an easy decision-making process for me because I'm not attached to, you know, has the house made money? Yes, right? But I'm just saying the lack of attachment to things mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. allows you to make better decision-making process, make better decisions. Right, based on just numbers. Right, right. Or, or facts, as they say. Or, or facts, as they say, yeah, it's, it's, instead yeah. of emotion, right? So, yeah. Prime, yeah, prime example. I know a young lady and her husband, they just bought their house last year, literally last year, January of 21. They are selling their house right now, a year later, and they got $50,000 over their asking price. Mm. And <laughs> from my opinion, the asking price was at the top of the market. I thought she was stretching it with the asking price. Yeah. And and they got 50,000 over. Now, Grant, they have a very nice house. Yeah. Um, they, they made some upgrades to it. Not anything crazy, but, you know, they did do some updating. But, I mean, it's, that's the way it goes. If you have a need for it, it's there for you. Absolutely. Well, let, let everybody know how they can reach you if they... Uh, have any questions that they want to do an analysis on what their options are for for their equity? Absolutely. The best way to reach me is my cell phone. It's 317-372-3022. You can also send me an email at rob at inkrealtygroup.com. And that's ink with a K. And I am Rob L. The Realtor across most social media channels. Well, appreciate you, man. And, uh, you know, look forward to catching up next week. Sounds good. Let's make it a great one. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com 
forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.